Okay. We're just going to let that question go uh, and look for it at some other point in the reference to dirt, filth, whatever. Um, all right. Uh, I went over your background. System. Mm -hmm. And so you're a mixture of everything uh, Dutch and French and German. European. Yes. All right. And um, if you. And you're doing your, your background now, you said your family history, but we all think of ourselves as something. Uh, and I was wondering, out of, out of all of that, all, all of that, your ethnicity, what, what is it that, how do you view yourself? American. American. Mm -hmm. you, do, you, do you celebrate, Gail, any holidays that have a... No. You know, like some people attach themselves to Columbus Saint Day or Saint Patrick's Day or whatever. no, no. Um, but no. there's there's nothing. And what does American mean to you when you say that? What what comes to your mind? Because of who I am, um, American to me is the um, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant that ethnic group. So that's where I come from. Okay. So so that's that's American to you. That's American to me. But it, it's broader because it also includes Catholic and it includes Jewish people and it includes the European blend rather than just WASP. Wasp first, because that's what I am. Then you get the larger circle. Well, then are there two Americas? Do you think of the concentric circles? Yeah. Okay. There are many Americas. But when I think of American, I grew up on the, the uh, Norman Rockwell picture of the all American family and village, mm -hmm. and that's what comes to my mind. Does that have to do with class also, do you think? No, not particularly. That's class, it's, it's pretty all-inclusive. Um, I, I don't, um, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't have a clear picture of how you of how you're thinking. Um, of American? Of American. If you're, first it's, first it's wasp. Yeah. What does it mean, f when I say first it's wasp, then there, then, then what comes next, and then what comes next? Is okay, it's like um, an onion with many layers. Yeah, okay. I, I see that. Okay. But I don't know how And I think all. anybody starts with their own nucleus. That's what I'm saying. So my nucleus is the wasp background. You know, and that was my whole childhood, was the WASP background. So that's the first, the basic thing I think of. I see. Okay? Mm -hmm. But it's like an onion with many layers. My, my personal next layer were Catholics, mm -hmm. you know? And so with each of my experiences, it, we have more layers added, and I'm aware that there are many Americas.
But if you'd ask so the same saying, question. Are we saying Americas or Americans? Both. Okay. And if you're asking the same question to someone who's of a Latino background, you know, they're going to give you an answer in Spanish, number one, and, and they're going to have another whole frame of reference. Well, you're, you're saying that they're going to think like you do, which is to put their group first, but right. that may not be the way they think. Well, but I think it's instinctive. Okay. Um, does that mean that the Catholics, who you would think of next, could I ask why you think of them next? Of them next. Because you, you didn't hear when I said that was the next layer that I was exposed to. The, oh, the next layer that uh -huh. you were exposed to. So, as someone growing up in Webster in my time, when I went to public school, it was a WASP, whole WASP society. There but, weren't any Catholics there. Uh -huh. But junior high, you began to get a few Catholics there. And then senior high, you had quite a few. So as they were coming out of their various grade schools. Okay, school. Uh-huh. And so that was how I became exposed to others than what I was. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you tell, Gail, can you tell when you walk into a restaurant or a place where there are others, mm -hmm. can you tell when there are people that you can identify with as being the same as you as far as a wasp? Not really. Only to a, a limited amount. And, and what would that be? Well, the obvious. You'd have to, the W, I can tell right away if I walk in and there are no and other Ws. Right. right. But Anglo-Saxon, I can't. You know, I think the especially if we in America are such a blend now, that mm -hmm. that's hard. Yeah. And Protestant you can't, so you can only partially. Let me back up at the uh, History Museum um, last week. I was having to do various tasks and a young group walked in and I knew immediately that they were of Scandinavian descent. They were all girls, they were in, um, shoot, I can't remember the name, an orchestra of some sort. And they were here for a day and then on their way to Memphis, you know. And, but you knew they were of Scandinavian descent, you know, just the long, lank look of a Scandinavian type. But that, uh, that is not so readily done in St. Louis. Yeah. Can you tell? when you walk in someplace and um, by the dress or the demeanor or the colors or whatever that people wear that they might be like you? I can tell when they're not more than I can. I'm aware of when they're not yes. more okay. than when I am aware that they are. And some of that now, though, gets into uh, the economic differences more than 
race difference. Talk about that. You can walk in, since I'm in the middle, you can walk in and you can tell you're surrounded by people. Since you're in the middle, right? Economically. Oh. You can tell when you're surrounded by people who are in the upper strata. You can tell when you are surrounded by people who are in the lower strata. There is a look. There's a middle-class look, there's an upper-class look, and there's a lower-class look, and you can tell. Is it by, um, what is it by? Well, there's a mold that maybe we're all stamped out of. But as a middle-class, I can see the mold of the other two classes. Mm -hmm. I don't know as I can see my mold. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, and I have to grin because the mold is uh, so pronounced and there is a look and uh, you either have that look or you don't have that look. Well, would it ever be possible to, to take that a lower class person, give them a good haircut, put the right, what we call the right clothes mm -hmm. and um, tilt their chin or something and would we be fooled? Mm-hmm. Yes. Pygmalion. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, this getting into class and economics, and in class and economics, I believe, has a place. In race relations? I think so. Uh, what do you think? Yes, well, class and economics knows no racial boundaries. So you have lower class, middle class, and upper class in every race. I see that. Mm -hmm. I see the levels of middle class and upper class of races mixing at that class level not the lower class. That won't happen. Not in our lifetime. But I see this kind of melding in uh, the middle class possible. Middle class and upper class of all the races. But that's not possible in the lower class. It's not possible in the lower class because they are fighting each other directly for economic positions, for food. Jobs. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, um, so you, you do not, and I use this in the best sense, you do not choose to pick an ethnic background. You are just American. Um, and uh, we discussed um, what your whiteness meant to you. You, you said that um, uh, it gave you a leg up. Mm -hmm. And um, could you just enlarge on that a little bit? <clears throat> I don't know as I was ever aware of a leg up until now. Um, 
um, or you know, in middle age, I see that I had it. I don't have it now. I had it when I was in my twenties and thirties. Um, now, of course, you need to be. Uh, what is it? Black woman and then white woman and then black man and then last of all is white man, yeah, I think, as far as leg up is concerned. Yeah. Um, during the day, I think we talked about this, but I'd like to go on it more. I don't know if you thought anything about what we talked about. I thought of a couple things I wanted to tell you. Oh, okay. Would you like to tell me? No, go on. Um, sometimes this kind of interviewing or conversation afterwards, you think, oh, yeah, that mm -hmm. occurs to somebody, mm -hmm. you're driving, or something mm -hmm. comes up in a conversation with someone else. Mm -hmm. um, are, are there things, maybe we could talk about it again, that might make you consciously aware of the color of your skin? Um, I suppose if I walked in a room, to use your frame of reference before, and I was the only white person in the room, I would be conscious of it. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think the percentage has to be like 65, 75 percent or, or more mm -hmm. not what I am, mm -hmm. black. Indian, whatever, um, for me to realize that, though. Yeah. Um, so you, you probably, your, your awareness comes from not the things that happen to you, but who else you see, and so you don't notice it unless there's more people that are different. Considerably more. I mean, it has to be at least 65, 75 percent. Mm -hmm. I asked you a question last time, and um, I think, and you answered it. I asked if you thought that there was a, a difference between blacks and whites, and you said you felt thought that there was a perceived difference, but I think you said that you didn't feel that there was a difference, a perceived difference. And I was wondering if you would go a little further with that and, and tell me what you thought what were the perceived differences? Uh, it's hard to answer that. Perceived differences. Um, from my perspective? Yeah. If you could. If you would. Could, I think, was the right question. If I could. Perceived difference. I think there's no difference 
in the basic needs and wants and desires of any one individual from any other one individual unless you get into a psychotic state. But I think culturally we've been schooled to think that there are differences. And even today, society is trying to teach that there are differences. Now, granted, it's the fringe part of society, but it's the fringe part that keeps getting all the press, and so consequently you see it all the time. And I'm talking about the KKK, and I'm talking about the other side, uh, the, the black extremist also, who was just shot in his foot. The Mohammed, the Mohammed yeah, the and Farrakhan crying. Yeah. That whole crowd, they're just alike, but coming from different um, different backgrounds, but they're screaming the same hate. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we've been culturally trained to think there's a difference, when in reality there's not. Now, at the same token, I do know that there is a biological difference between black and white in that certain genetic type diseases occur with the black people, especially in the uh, blood and anemia sickle cell, which does not occur in the white foot. That's, to me, that's splitting a hair. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's cultural differences between countries? Mm -hmm. Or you wouldn't have a culture? Then why, why don't you think there, what makes the fact that people, why wouldn't you think there might be a cultural difference between blacks and whites? I guess I wasn't thinking of it culturally. I was thinking of it as a person, an individual person. Didn't we use the word cultural? You might have. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get it. <laughs> I just difference just between differences. Differences. Differences between white right. and black. I'm saying no. Basically, there are no different. All right. Well, let's let's talk cultural differences. Now. Well, then, then define culture. You know, because then you can have your family. Culture, according to the dictionary, okay, is the customary beliefs, social forms, and material traits of a racial, religious, or social group. The customary beliefs, social forms, and material traits of a racial, religious, or social group. And the reason I looked all these up is because they all, we interchange them so yeah. much. I have ethnic, culture, class, um, and uh, cultural diversity. Uh -huh. But. Okay, because I have, my one culture is my family. I mean, that was, so everybody has a culture here. That you grew up in. That you grew, grew up, up in. in. Right. And so it has its. Uh -huh its rules, it, it has its 
certain items are going to get a positive stroke and certain items are going to get a negative stroke in this. Okay, so you, that's that culture. And I, so I think that I bring that definition down because I think we each have a culture. You have a culture here in this home, you know, mm-hmm. that is uniquely yours. Okay, and every home on the block has that. Okay, now then, if we function as a society, we have to expand that concept just a tad, and that means a lot of give and take. I don't know where I'm going with this. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's not, there's no yeah. right, it's wrong. There's so, okay, you just, thing. as that gets expanded, uh, it grows, but there are still agreed upon rights and agreed upon wrongs. Okay. Now, racially, um, I have to go back to when I grew up. These agreed upon rights and agreed upon wrongs in this white culture were the same, agreed upon white uh, rights and agreed upon wrongs in the black culture. Because where I grew up, this black culture was Christian-based and this white culture was Christian-based. So now you throw in a um, religious weave to to the fabric. Now, the society where we are that's not true anymore, you know, the uh, Christian base. Yeah. Are you talking about you and Raymond and church and so forth? No, I'm talking about me growing up in Webster, and there's a North Webster, and that North Webster is just as Christian-based Baptist as Webster was. Mm-hmm. So there's still the rights and the wrongs based on that doctrine. On that same? Same religious. doctrine. The same doctrine, so that in that sense, you could have shuffled those two decks together if you use that doctrine mm-hmm. and come up with the same deck of cards. You know, they would have blended, okay, because of that. Would that be also middle class values, though? Yeah, okay. but it's more than that. It's the Ten Commandments plus two. You know, so it it's more plus than just two. yes, because Christ came up with two more. You never hear about those. Right. Okay, worship the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, that's, well, it's one of the ten. There's ten. And number two, love your brother as yourself, which makes the first ten possible to do. But anyhow, that gets into something else. <laughs> but anyway, so those two cultures, although separate, they had that, that similar base. Okay. And now it's uh, not, c- uh, what shall I say, the whole Christian ethic has been demeaned so that it's not the in thing anymore. And so you have to, you broaden that cultural sphere a lot. And with that, you've lost some of the base on which to grow with one another. Do you feel that there's something wrong with saying that there are, are you uncomfortable with, with saying that there are differences between people? Cultural? Cultural differences? Uh, cultural, um, um, yes, just, just differences that 
I'm not uncomfortable with the fact that there are differences. You would expect them to be different, everybody to be uh -huh. different because of their, you know, background. But I'm uncomfortable with someone um, shoving their point of view down my throat. Yes. Um, well, aside from that, though, mm -hmm. but you, but we've been talking about how there are differences, really. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's. If I'm understanding you correctly, that that you 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 think that there aren't there aren't differences. Um, no, you're, I, you're not communicating. Well, I see. No, go ahead. Go on. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Now there are great differences, but I'm saying when I was growing up, and the concept of the you take a black person, a red person, a yellow person, a white person, and are they different outside of their skin? I'm going to say no, and I go back to the original, that they all have the same wants, needs, and, and uh, psychological needs, too, you know, so no, but they all have. So you, what you're saying is, when you were growing up, that's the way you felt. Yeah. That, that everybody has the same needs except for, it's the same, except for the color of their skin. Right. Okay, right. that's what I'm saying. That's when I was growing up, but uh -huh. I'm saying now in society today, because each one of these is, has developed on their own, they've developed their own uniquenesses, rather than differences, let's say uniquenesses. Okay. uniquenesses. Why do you suppose that they have developed those uniquenesses? Lack of communication with the, the others. You know, if you're a pocket, you're going to develop your way. Gail, are you thinking when we're saying differences, are you thinking of the Ku Klux Klan and, and Farrakhan? Mm -hmm. I, I, which is not what I'm thinking. What so are you thinking? I'm thinking of just, just end-ends. The same people you were thinking before, and, and I'm... I'm that was my question. Those same people that you were talking about, the color of their skin, that, that you felt were the same then, I'm, I'm saying, why now are they different? All right. Uh, all right. Back to where I was growing up. They were the same then. Mm -hmm. All right. Because of a lack of understanding that they were not the same. Nobody in my fifth grade geography class came to me from the Navajo tribe and said, we worship, you know, the spirit God, and we believe in uh, the, the sanctity of the number four, as opposed to my believing in the sanctity of number three. You know, we uh, we believe in you know their concepts of the spirit What's world. What's three and four? Are you talking commandments or gods? No, no, they they do everything in four. Oh, okay. Okay, you have the four winds. Oh. You have the four. The air, the land, the sea, the, oh dear, there's one more. And I think wind. And Everything is four elements, four, er, but there's the holiness of three. Son, Father, Son, son and the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. So, you know, you have all of these differences, but nobody explained that to me when I was in fifth grade geography yeah. class. Okay, so that's a big difference. All right, nobody in the same token explained to me black Africa spiritually. 
And that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. The black Africa that I knew spiritually was Christian. So what you're saying is that back then they were all different, you just didn't know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my concept of them is still, as a person, you are the same. You are the same. As a culture, you may be different. But you still need to be loved and fed and, mm -hmm. you know, held and whatever. You know, as an individual. Maybe in different ways, though. Maybe. In some cultures, if you touch, they're offended. In other cultures, yes. if you don't touch, they're offended. But those are differences. Those are differences. Yeah. It's a complicated question. Why, why do you find it complicated? Because an individual, as pure individual, you just strip him down, he has just the same needs as the next pure individual. Well, everybody needs food mm -hmm. and a roof over their head mm -hmm. and, and clothes. clothes. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, sex. Yeah, you know, you have about the Catholic fathers. Well, let's not get into that issue. <laughs> as they're supposed to be. Um, but I'm saying. But they're saying there is a sexual need, and we are going to deny that need. They don't well, say that I there is no need. But, I'm, I'm but there are multiple, there are about five or six things, as I recall, basic psychology that individuals need. Mm -hmm. Period. It, the psychology book did not say white individuals, black individuals, red individuals. Um, aside from that, aside from those same things, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to find out about the differences. Um, people do lead different lives. They do have different perceptions, and I wonder why. All right. Do you think that's true that people have different perceptions? Uh. And you've you've got us in layers. And I'm in layers, and you're in layers. So my perceptions are going to change as my experiences enrich me. So then I change. Yes. What does layers have to do with changing? Well, I would hope that although I still hold dear some of the things that I learned when I was a child, that the things that I have also learned since then have made me uh, more alert, more attuned to my world than I was. That's a layer. First things learned are the hardest to forget. Hmm. I don't know as I want to try to forget them all. No. I, I think we're defeating ourselves if we do that, you know. Um, okay. Um, so, so help me out here. Have, have we decided that there are differences? The way people are raised, the way people sure. think, the way people feel? Sure. Sure.
You suggested we move on. That's probably a good idea, but I'm just going to ask you one more okay. question. <laughs> Do you think that blacks and whites live in two different worlds? <laughs> it's just another way of coming into it. Each of us lives in our own world. And I don't want to be begging your question, but that's the, the truth of it. Whether we're married or not married, we are in our own world. Do the blacks and whites move in two different worlds? Maybe. And maybe they did more than they do now. I'm going to base that on even just the modern thought. Uh, for instance, and this is one thing I wanted to mention to you, that Gwen and I had a long talk, interesting talk, about her two languages. She had her language that I heard every day at work, and then she had her language, maybe the same words, different accent, that when she was just with her sister, or when I was there, but her sister was there. I said, why do you speak two different ways? What do you mean? Yeah. I said, come on, you know that. You have the approved way and then your way. I speak the same way all the time. Whether I'm at work or whether I'm at home. What's with this? That conversation lasted all night and I have no idea what we ended up solving, you know? Well, maybe, maybe not solving, but maybe understanding each other a little better mm. is possible, which is... Possible, that I don't know. You know, I have no, no memory except sort of a haze of the rest of the night. But... Uh, well, there, what, do you, did you understand what she, any of what, part of what she said or feel for the fact? Did she, how did she, do you, I guess it's probably hard to... Yeah, I absolutely can't remember what her rationale was for all that. It was more um, a surprise to hear me say something. She, she was surprised. She was surprised about that. It was so natural for her to do it that to way. Go back and forth. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we had to go through that first. Yeah. Well, from 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 interviewing people in the black community, there that's. That's still obvious. Well, it's not It's not obvious to me because I'm not in the world. Mm -hmm. You don't go home with them, but that is something that they readily talk about, mm -hmm. that they have a, a different way of talking, and so when they are, they enter another world. Mm -hmm. um, they, they have that uh, different way of talking. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what that's what Gwen was doing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's part of the different worlds that people live in. Um, um, what do you think maybe has caused those different worlds? Caused that one? Uh -huh. Well, perception 
I suppose on both sides, both parties, parts, that in order to get economically ahead, you had to talk a certain way. And I think I see some of that relaxing a little. Mm -hmm. I think eventually, I would hope eventually, that there will be one English language and not two. I would hope that would be the case. Um, is it possible? Well, um, all right. Let's see. Let's let's go on to what we were talking about at the very end of the other interview, which was. Um, I had read you something and you said you weren't going to take the guilt of, of, uh, of slavery. And um, I did some thinking and some background work and uh, it's, it's not, uh, there's a, you can either go with the system you know, like the system is responsible for a great deal of this, or on a personal way. And um, some people would blame people, and other people would try and see a, another way that maybe it's the power structure in cities. And we were talking about that, and you said you didn't know much about it, and I don't. I said I didn't either accept that. Um, it is responsible for where money goes, how good the schools are. Mm -mm. No. It's responsible for where money goes, it's not responsible for how good the schools are. The schools, I'm going to get on a platform, you have Please a do. box. <laughs> Consider yourself. <laughs> um, Education in the schools. The key to their success is parental involvement, period. I have seen kids come out of very poor schools who were superior scholars. Why? Because mom and dad valued that, helped them, taught them how to learn before they ever got to school, helped them learn how to study after they got to school, helped them do follow up on any research or follow up on any inquisitiveness that the child had. You know, I saw that. And so I say, no. Uh, Monies and the people who control the money do not control the education or the success of the education. But they can control, um, and they're trying to control, how people train and teach their children. That gets into a whole nother gray area <laughs> that I don't want to get into here. But, okay, 
back to your race. And you're speaking as a teacher. Yeah. Back to your uh, city fathers. And people want you, are you wanting me to assess blame? No, um, no, you, you, you didn't want to take blame no. for things. And, and, so and I don't want to assess it either. No, and then we got on to, you know, like the causes of the way things are today. Oh, wow. So we don't have to go anywhere with it. Okay, okay. Um, you know what I'd like to know now? I'd like to know how um, you, what you did when you were young. We're going to go way back. Um, uh, what hospital were you born in? St. Anthony's, when St. it was in the city. City, yes. And, and um, uh, what did you do as a kid in the city? How did you use the city? Oh. I only lived in the city for two months of the first two yeah. months of my life. Well, when I say the city, I mean did you go to the VP? Did you go to circuses? Did you go? What did you do? Um, growing up in Webster. Uh huh. As far as playing, we had lots of vacant property, which of course there isn't anymore. But that's too bad because we had absolutely marvelous forts and. Hideaways and things. So uh, we played a lot. Um, Is this in your neighborhood? In our neighborhood. Tell, where, what street did you live on? Lived on Hart, H A R T. Uh -huh. And it was just a little street with just a few houses on it. And it was modest homes. Backed up to Algonquin, which was a marvelous thing to back up to. Yeah. You know, had a creek and had. Algonquin Country Club. Mm -hmm had a creek on one side of the hill and had woods going down that hill. Most of those woods are gone now. And we could, it was safe, you could play in the woods and got in trouble playing in the creek because of physical hazard, but no other reason. We did a lot of softball on the street because it was a uh, dead end. So first. Mm -hmm. First base was on our sidewalk. Uh -huh. who, who, did, you, did you go to school with all these children? Uh huh, and they were all ages. Mm -hmm. You know, it, there weren't that many kids per household in that. So uh, you took whoever you could yeah. get and still <laughs> hold the cloth. Um, but we would play until dark every night. And that was good. Well, in, in that, you would play whatever position you were allowed to play, depending upon if the big, big kids, kids were around or not. I mean, you play kick the can or... Oh, no, this is always softball. Oh, always softball. Always softball. Uh, and it was just the girls. We would often uh, rope off some of the trees and make house and make rooms, and we were little miniature architects, you know, and... and that, not, not that we played house, we kind of designed houses and mm -hmm. went different. We had fun doing that. Um, as far as taking advantage of the city cultural life, we would go to circuses. There would always be the county or somebody around with carnivals in the summer. We would go to baseball games. My dad was a Cardinal fan. They're stretching him to his limits this year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Um, as a child, I went, I don't know if they still have this or not. We went to the symphony about four times, five times a year. With the schools, mm -hmm. yes. Fourth grade, yes. about fourth, fifth grade. I think Wednesday afternoons or something. I don't remember what day, but uh, we did that. Art museum the same way, and of course brownies and Girl Scouts, and all the activities involved with getting your badges, mm -hmm. you know, be it ice skating or cooking or whatever. Um, so did you go to the VP? No. Prayed. The prayed always. Yeah. 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 Do you remember? Oh yeah. Was it fun? Oh yeah. It was great. I loved it at night. It was much more mysterious and magical night. Did the clowns throw candy and stuff? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. I know that's all the rage now. But with I parades. Some people mm -hmm. about I don't ever remember that. Um but did you go to stand in the street? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember cotton candy and circuses. Did you go to the zoo? Oh, yes. That was always a big thing, go to the zoo. It was a full day thing. I was always exhausted coming home. Did you, did you see the Christmas windows downtown? Was always. Always. Even my husband and I did it in Seattle. The year before he died, we had, of course, living out there, you had to get everything in the mail. So I, we were finished with everything. <laughs> Christmas Eve day, we went downtown, and they still had big window displays downtown. Mm -hmm. And we had high tea at one of the hotels, and then we went to all of the windows and just had a marvelous time because they had windows that you could put your hand on, which would complete the circuit, and the little train would run, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. um, had a wonderful time. Did you meet him here? Second grade. Your husband? Mm-hmm. Was he in your classes? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you went all through school? Mm-hmm. Did you know you were going to marry him? Mm-mm. We never dated. We were just good friends. All right. Um, you know that question, where did you go to high school? Does, did that, did you use that, you and your friends, or when you were out, that St. Louis question of... Where'd you go to school? Where'd you go to high school? Do you know that question in St. Louis? It seems to be famous for... Uh, lots of times you didn't have to ask it. You knew, you know, by the way they wore their scarf, or the girls, by the way they wore the scarf, or their socks, or if you went to Webster, you wore them a certain way. Went to Kirkwood, you wore them somewhere else. Somewhere else. Remember the kids from Southwest and Roosevelt area always wore their scarves. These are the kind that tied here. Oh, right under their chin. Right on the point of their chin. And we always thought, how gauche. <laughs> Well, that's like they do in Europe. Uh -huh. <laughs> of course, we did here, and of course, then we got into the long wool scarf You thing. did it on your neck, yeah. So you did it a certain way. You could tell. 
You could tell. You could tell. So then later, you mean when we were out and you're you're with a bunch of adults? Oh, you're from St. Louis. Where'd you go to school? That's yeah, where you go to high school? Uh huh. Which part? Which part are you from? I think that's the way I usually say it. Which part are you from? Hmm. Well, there's that. There's that. That's a famous. I hear it's not so famous in St. Louis. Just St. Louis. I hear it's, everybody uses it, but I think yeah. I think it is. Yeah. But um, yeah. Are, are you comfortable with that? Sure. That question. Yeah. Um, what does it do? What does it do? Yeah. What does that question tell you? Um, not much. You know, <laughs> really. Well, it just gives you a point to start your conversation. Oh, did you do you did you know? Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of just go there. Okay. Um. Or unless unless it was Kirkwood, of course that's special. You liked Kirkwood. Well, Kirkwood Webster are a lot alike, and have always had this huge rivalry forever. Well, I think we've almost done this. Okay. I think, what did you have on your list? Um, that Raymond was not a goody-goody or a um, lovey-dovey person. Uh, I didn't want to mislead you there. He, he was firm, too. Oh, I got, okay. I got a picture of a, I'll tell you what I think of Raymond okay. and you tell me where okay. I'm wrong. I thought Raymond was a, a man who probably did his job very well. Mm-hmm and paid attention to things and somehow the way he was gained everybody's respect mm -hmm. um you, you he must have been a very kind person because everybody liked him and they trusted him mm -hmm. um he did not step beyond any bounds mm -mm. uh he stayed where he was supposed to mm -hmm. um and um, was some a role model for everyone. I didn't think he was, okay. I don't know about his being a goody-goody, but I don't think that he was, I never thought he was lovey-dovey. Okay, good. Uh, I only asked you one question. I asked you if you were, if everyone was as, felt the same way about Raymond or had the same mm -hmm. relationship as you did. Mm -hmm. And then, then I, you said yes, and I said, mm -hmm. well, then that means that that row in back was filled with, yeah. With children, mm -hmm. and that, that he did this with every Everybody. generation. So yeah. that's the way I thought of it. Okay. It a, okay. a fixture in your community. Okay. Um, and uh, I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel that there was anything that uh, very straight. Alrighty, I just didn't, he didn't gush. No. Okay. I didn't think that he did. All right. I just wanted to make sure about yeah. that. And then I had Gwen's two languages. And then you played some quotes to me. And there, there was one that I wanted to answer, and now I have no idea what it was. Um, well, one was, let me see, let me turn this off, and I have one paper. In response to one of those quotes. Okay, I. Just say what you feel, and it doesn't matter what you're, you're responding to. I guess I am dismayed when I hear anybody say that the chasm is there and it can never be fixed. Um, that's total defeatist. And they'll prove themselves correct. If I have that quote. Let me go. <laughs> but 
find it eventually. I've been looking at it for a week. <laughs> any rate, I guess anybody who says it can't be fixed is going to prove themselves correctly, because in their situation it won't be fixed. You know, it's one of those things where if you don't work at something, it won't be fixed. They're not going to work. Mm. Um, I'd like to see us get past the point of placing blame for bringing black Americans over or Africans over here, uh, placing blame um, for anything on anybody. I think somehow society has to get past that blame business. That doesn't improve anything, doesn't correct anything. We can't go forward. And I see a, a lot of our problems in our society today uh, hung up on this blame issue and uh, everything just gets worse and that's what they focus on. So the, those are very frustrating problems for me. And I try to confront it head on when I see it with someone else. Uh, and they'll hit me with it too. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's how I grow as an individual. That's how our society grows. Well, you said earlier in the tapes that you you were more interested in, in where we were going, and that's what you're addressing now, mm -hmm. as to where we are going. Mm -hmm. so. I'm thrilled. I'm going to be taking that tour of the fairgrounds park. Oh, I'm going to go to Are you? Yes. Finally, I get into part of St. Louis that I haven't been allowed to get into. Um, you mean allowed to because... I'm white. And, and 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 what's what's keeping you? I want to hear it in your words. Fear. Fear. Uh, you mentioned that uh, last time that the blacks could go anywhere. They are they are not the, they're not always comfortable on the south side. They're not always comfortable with they go. Yeah. Well, why why can they go any easier than you can? Why can they go easier than I can? Yeah, why can they go where they're afraid any easier than you can go? I don't think they are afraid the same way. I think they're uncomfortable, maybe. Well, that was my word, okay. uncomfortable. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know, is there, uh, you'll have to ask them. I have. Do they have fear? Yes, some of them do. Um, I've never seen that, I guess, in my area. Well, I, we're, I think we're talking more south. More south, in town? Yeah. More Cherokee. Okay. Yeah. That area is uh, volatile right now. So. I think it might even have been before. Hmm. Before things mm -hmm. changed. Um, I guess I'm basing it on my experience of where I live. And I have always seen black people in my area where I live comfortable. They uh, the, the people that came out to work. Right. Yes. Right. Not the people that lived in North Webster. 
I never got to Northwestern. I've been there now. Yeah. But then I didn't. But then you didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, St. Louis, um, St. Louis seemed then, and and in some parts now, uh, really more ethnic neighborhoods. Would you say that? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, because when uh, the my dad came here. He lived in South St. Louis. Mm -hmm. um, the whole area was German. And he learned German there, mm -hmm. you know. But everybody had, had to have their German bakery and, you know. That whole area was German. Then you had the whole Irish area and the whole Italian area. So I see that. But now, Maybe it's more economic. Maybe it's more economic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. With the flavor, with the flavor of what was there before, still yeah. hanging on. That flavor is still there. What flavor is out? Out where these new subdivisions? Nothing. Are? <laughs> no flavor. I I but really now, yeah. I just am really distressed about. You know, there's such a bedroom community after bedroom community out there. And I was asking a gal who was looking for a home, and she said, I'm looking in Kirkwood or west of 270, da -da. and I said, ooh, what a difference. One, you have a community, and one you do not. Mm -hmm. And you'll never get it out there unless they change their modus, of, uh, their modus operandi completely. But, uh, so make your choice, because that's a big difference. But how on earth can you have a community on Manchester? I didn't have it down, but I, mm -hmm. I, I thought maybe I skipped it or something. Did you belong to any clubs or organizations? When? Well, any time, when you were young or when in you In high out, school? Yeah. In high school, I did the uh, GAA bit. I did the, What's the GAA? Girls Athletic Association, okay. um, the newspaper and acapella choir, and whatever else. Typical kid stuff. Yeah, as an adult in St. Louis, do you as an adult in St. Louis, uh, currently I'm on the Shrewsbury Recycling Committee and have to go to the Board of Aldermen about that next Tuesday. Um, I always try to do something for the community, at least one thing, mm -hmm. and uh, one thing for the church, and uh, one thing for me. Sometimes me gets lost, but... Well, I want to thank you for this. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate your time, and we've been together twice, and uh, uh, Maybe one last question. Do you think St. Louis is racially polarized? Mm-hmm. True. It's racially polarized. It's uh, economically polarized. I saw a fascinating thing. I'm seeing a fascinating thing um, with that South, that very area you were talking about, South St. Louis mm -hmm. area. Last week at the Society, a group of kids came in from um, 
that area. Almost had their school is on Oregon. I can't remember the hundred. I thought maybe I could remember it, but I don't. And these kids were not there to learn. That's number one, which meant we locked horns right away. But um, they did not have the background that the other class, same age, mixed black and white, had. The contrast was incredible. And I wanted to say to these kids, these uh, of the lower white background, who were fooling around. They were all, just no, no blacks in the class. No blacks in the class, totally white. Look over here, they're going to be your bosses. Don't you get angry. But I couldn't say that. You know, I didn't have that opportunity. It was just killing me. I couldn't. They had parents with them. You know, they were supposed to be split up, one parent per three to four kids. Parents who just drifted off and disappeared. You know, this mixed group had parents with them who were right there had the clipboard in their hand and all right you know and they were going right on down the line you know that program sure. yeah and those kids were disciplined mm -hmm. and they were learning and they were going to make it and these kids are not but these are the kids who are going to get angry and cause trouble i can see it happening and i thought how can i help you know and i thought get out of here you're not going to help do you have any other experiences in, in teaching uh, that you could relate with with the integration? No, just because those two. Uh huh. Um, I had a lot of the experiences of the parent who was not there to help the child. I had a lot of that, and a lot of parents. I had one in particular I'll never forget. Mean, are we talking integration? No. no just, just this is economic. This is economic. Okay. Coming in and saying... And Normandy School. This one was at Lindbergh. And what decade? What are we? Sixties. Um, okay. Go ahead. And coming in and saying, why can't you teach my son to finish his assignment? Uh, interesting question. <laughs> and after I pushed her off from attacking me, we finally talked a little, and this kid had never finished a job in his whole life, cutting the grass, doing the dishes, you know, and I had him 50 minutes a day in a class of 32 other students, you know, and I'm supposed to teach him. How did this end up? Oh, he flunked. Yes. I mean, with the, with the mother. Oh, how, how did she did not understand me at all? She needed to place blame, and so she did. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was it. So I failed her. However. 
<laughs> do, do you feel that our society could ever become colorblind? No. Mm -hmm. Or that it should? Gee, should.